0: Welcome back to Gilmore to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. I'm so glad you're in charge.
1: Thank you. you. know, when you start that? Because I was like, What are we doing today? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Thanksgiving have said wrong. today. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. Yes.
1: Happy Thursday if you're not. Yeah, absolutely. Also, happy Thursday if you are Yeah, exactly. Happy Thursday Thursday in general (laughs) to
0: everyone all around. So today we're actually going to be serving some hot takes. Yeah. Hot takes on hot plates. Yes,
1: because, you know, that's kind of what Thanksgiving is sometimes. Mm. There's the comfort cozy food, but there is also those people that, like, you are just one glass of wine away from tipping up, maybe even just completely sober, just Waiting to tip over into a, um, a heated debate with them. Oh yeah, ready to throw the wine across the table. <laughs> ready to throw the Brussels sprouts right in their lap. <laughs> it's, and it's oftentimes about really heated topics. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe this might be a fun place if you know your family's stressing you out, or if you're by yourself, or you don't celebrate. That this might be a better place to have like a fictional hot take, where mm. at the end of the day we can just all say no, sparkly heart, mm. because Absolutely. I don't think you can say that to your uncle if you um, if you guys start to get into a debate. Very it true. Might
0: I don't think you can come back with a no sparkly heart with him. Very, very true. But here, this is a safe space to no sparkly heart. Yeah, and we might have some things to no sparkly heart. So we might. <laughs> to kick it off, we're going to start by touching on some hot takes that came from our music episode a couple oh, weeks ago. Oh, because we had we had a lot of hot takes. You guys, you guys have a lot of opinions. Yes, yes, you we do. We shouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> no, definitely not. But I love it. This is exactly yeah. what we asked for. So we're going to start with our bestie, Jen, and her hot take on some of the music of Gilmore Girls.
2: Let's hear it. Good morning, girlies. It is Jen. So I just finished listening to the podcast this morning. I love you guys so much. Um, so this isn't as much of a question as it is a comment, but it's been on my mind for a while, and I haven't brought it up because I don't want a sparkly heart, No. Or uh no underlying bold exclamation point, but I have to do it. I'm feeling brave this morning. So I know that Tara maybe you too, Haley, but definitely Tara loves, loves, loves the There She Goes in the pilot of um of Gilmore Girls. And I have to say I hate it. Please don't stop listening to this voicemail. <gasps> um and the reason why is because I realized that what the fact probably one of the only moments that at least I can think of where the audience can hear a song that the characters can't hear unless there's speakers in the trees Stars hollow, which I could totally see that for them. But it clearly isn't. There's a disconnect where we can hear something that she can't hear and it feels like a show. It it feels like, it feels like a show. I know it's a show, but after that it becomes more immersive where We only hear songs that they can hear. We have the town troubadour. We have Hep Alien. We have them listening to the songs on the radio. We have the music in the background that they turn on. Um, besides the lolas and the strums, it's clear we're in there with them. We're in there with them. And I think that if it would have kept the vibe of the pilot, where it had those over songs that we could hear that they couldn't hear. Like the the, the clap soundtrack, if you will, where there's no one they clapping, but not that Gilmore Girls had that, but I think you, you get where I'm going with that. I don't think that I would still be watching the show. I don't think I'd be listening to a podcast. I don't think I would have T-shirts and hoodies and be obsessed. Because there's other shows that I've appreciated that I've moved on with my life. But there's something about Gilmore Girls where I can't move on with my life. And I feel like that's why? I don't know. Part of it? That sounds crazy. Okay, any anyway, girls, anyways, I love you girls so much. Um the voice is gonna cut me off cause I'm rambling now. But keep doing what you do. Bye bye.
0: I love, love when people feel brave. I love that she said, I'm feeling brave this morning. <laughs> I know. I love that she was like, don't, don't turn off the voicemail. Keep listening. Keep <laughs> listening. And look, I hear you because there is something very special about Gilmore Girls where they do make the music very immersive, which is what we talked about in our episode, yeah. that music is used very specifically in Gilmore and Girls. And I do know you love There She Goes. I do. The, I know you love that. You and know. I
1: like it, but I don't, I don't think I'm just like... Um, it's, it's not like top of the list for me, but I know that
0: you love love. Totally. It. Totally. But here is why I'm going to no know sparkly heart Jen. It's not that I think her, sh- her opinion of loving the immersive experience of music in Gilmore Girls is incorrect because I love that as well. But what I'm no sparkly hearting yeah. is that that's the only time that we hear something that the girls don't hear. That's not true. We hear that a lot in the pilot.
1: Yeah. Is it where the colors go, where the colors don't That's go? That's where the
0: colors don't go. That's where she's looking at the picture of the Gilmore's residence and her as a little girl standing in front of it. Is that,
1: what's the one where they're playing when they're driving by I don't know school? how to say
0: goodbye to you is in episode two.
1: Okay. Well, it seems like maybe it could be coming from inside could the car, be from but inside it's not the car. necessarily. No. Because we've got like the first one that came to mind. Randomly
0: was um, Girl from Mars. Mm. Girl from Mars. Then she appeared in yeah. season three when Rory so walks many, up. But... Uh, and also when Lorelei goes to Max's apartment in the break of part two. And what do I do is playing in the background. Yeah. So there are a lot of moments throughout the series where we hear music that they don't hear. So that's my no sparkly heart because I do understand where she's coming from. What is very creative about the way that they've used music in Gilmore Girls, and we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, is the way that the girls can hear what we hear. That the town troubadour is, you know, playing the background soundtrack to their lives. That yeah. we hear the laws. and maybe they don't, but maybe it could be coming from their mind.
1: Yeah, that's that's what, like, the idea that... um, Scott called her Leslie. That's the idea that Sam Phillips had that it's, like, this melodic like parallel between the girls with what's going on in their mind yeah
0: but i would also argue that that's kind of similar for these songs that they picked to put in there the girl from Probably, mars yeah then she appeared it, it all works synonymously
1: i like to think that those are coming from
0: jess's mind yeah this is hell <laughs> coming from this jess's mind hell. you know it's yeah. Where the colors don't go, coming from Lorelei's mind into the photo, into the scene where she's yeah. sitting in front of her parents' very gray, very bleak house for the first time that the audience sees. Like, I do think that there's a sense of we're hearing what's coming from their minds. Yeah.
1: I do love that. Technique. I know a lot of people don't like in like television and film production when like the music that we're hearing is then like proven into the scene that the characters are listening to it. Like when they take out a headphone mm. and like the sound fades, or like yeah. they press play and it becomes like a part of the scene, or like Reflecting Light arguably is a song that Liz and TJ are playing. You know, as everyone's dancing, yeah. But it becomes bigger than the scene, so I do agree with her. I love moments like that where like you're immersed in it, I and they are part of the music. Me too. But there are so many ones that I like that like it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense how they could be hearing it unless they had like a musical soundtrack to their life, which is my dream for myself, honestly. Yeah. Um,
0: but that's kind of what I think that it
1: is. Could you imagine if you met someone that was like a villain and like this like ominous music started playing and mm. you're like, oh, oh, okay. Here they come. This is not good for the
0: narrative. <laughs> did you ever watch Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist? I didn't. I did not either. And Lauren Graham, ironically, is in it. But it, it it's like that. Yeah. But I love when music is used creatively in shows like that. Again, I haven't watched Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. But in Gilmore Girls, it's used very uniquely. So I recognize that she's like, I appreciate more when it's utilized in that way yeah. than in this way. But the only thing I know sparkly heart too, is that that is not the only moment. It's just the first moment that we see music utilized outside of the scope of their reality
1: i wonder if then if she would like it if it was like playing in the diner like if like as the song happens it fades in and luke's playing it over the speakers like if that's more of like the vibe or if it's the song
0: choice like maybe
1: she would have liked cheryl crow better there every day is a winding road
0: but we also spoke to this in our episode last week with valerie that that song thematically comes full circle in a lot of ways It just does. Yeah. That's why I, I really think that it's coming from the mind's eye of the character, less that it's like, oh, we as an audience can hear it and they can't. It's speaking to the vibe of the show in a way that I think is very clever. So those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. But I love a spicy take. I love, Jen, that you were feeling brave. Thank you so much for sharing. On that note, someone else called in about their spicy take on the theme song of Gilmore Girls.
3: Hi, Besties. This is Heather, and I'm calling with my unpopular opinion. But I don't really like the Gilmore Girls theme song. I think it's too sappy. And it's a little too upbeat and more polished than the original version. And honestly, I don't think Lorelai would like it either. I think she would find it too sappy. I'm sure that's pretty unpopular. I think you guys both like it. But I personally would never include it on the playlist.
0: Okay. Heather. (laughs) Heather. A spicy take. A flaming hot take. I don't disagree with her. Yeah. I don't. And I love Where You Lead. I love Carol King. Yeah. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, But I don't disagree with her. It is
1: peppy. I, w- I won't deny it. I just love it. Oh, I, I do too. I just
0: love, like, sitting there and just, saying the... I know. Anyway. But she, you know what she is right about? It is very different from the music choices throughout the show. Fair. Yeah. I, I will say that song will always make me think of Gilmore Girls. However... It's not the first thing I add to the playlist. When I think of the vibe of Gilmore Girls, it's not the first thing I think of.
1: No, you're right. It's
0: not. So she's I mean, I always think of it when I think of Gilmore Girls. Of course. Um, Is it a different version of the song? Yes. So Carol re-recorded this song with her daughter. And it's a remastered version of the original song that was on Tapestry. And it's a very different version than the one that Gilmore Girls uses. But I love the remastered version. And I love that she recorded it with her daughter.
1: I know. Right? That makes it very special. That's half of it. Okay, on the spot. No, you haven't thought of it. If you Mm. could replace it right now, give it a new
0: theme song. Jesus Christ, Haley. Um, Great question. I don't know. I actually wouldn't mind Every Day is a Winding Road, but it would feel very Dawson's Creek. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's one of my favorites. I love that song so much. But it does feel a little like you Know early 2000s, that was yeah. that would be what Every Day is a Winding Road would feel. What I love about the fact that they used Where You Lead is even though it was a remastered version and she recorded timeless. it with her daughter, it's a very timeless song. Whereas, yeah, uh, I don't want to wait for our lives to be over feels very early 2000s. Open up your money. Oh my gosh, I love Open that. Song. I'm gonna go listen, I'm gonna listen to that when we hang up. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good, but it brings you back, you know, yeah, Where You Lead is timeless because it came out in 1971 and it's you know, it stood the test of time. Carol King is an icon, so if it's too happy what's
1: like another version of like what what i guess what pace pacing of the song does it need to be just it it can't be sad we can't start off a show with a sad song no i
0: guess i guess she's asking for something more mellow yeah because like where you lead is a song that calms us because it's anchored to a show that we love that feels like comfort food right and i think that having something in the vein of sam phillips in that calming melodic way but I don't know I mean I I don't think I would change a thing at the end of the day I don't disagree with her but I wouldn't change it you know what do you think if there was a song I love
1: it um I knew you're gonna ask me that that's what I always do you love
0: to ask me questions that are so thought provoking and I love you for that but it just cracks me up that when I when I ask you
1: and then I have no thoughts that have been provoked by it (laughs) (laughs) oh god Um, I don't know I, I like feel it in my bones that everyone's going like oh Haley's gonna pick a Taylor Swift song But I just like, no, I just like, I can't even, I can't even think of one that like would fit that. Mm. Um, My only first thought was I'm only me when I'm with you, but it's even peppier than where you lead so i feel like it's also wrong yeah i always whenever i think of lorelei and rory i always come back to brandy carlisle's yes, the mother yes
0: maybe we need to try some out maybe we need to really think on this take some songs put them to the put them to that yeah yeah the montage the opening montage and see what works
1: i did that with um 22 yeah, taylor swift on the 22nd anniversary i saw that you did that, that. doesn't work it's not work. right. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. We're going to have to come up with I mean, some. Fun, yeah, no, no, no. We'll it was like, fun. I started to talk about it and I liked it a lot. Yeah.
1: Well, write in if you have a suggestion and we'll put it over the theme song. Actually, that's a great idea. That's yeah. a great idea.
0: All right. Well, Heather, thank you so much for calling in because that thank is you spicy Yeah. Again, these women are brave.
1: We'll throw up a poll in between our mashed potatoes eating <gasps> today. Yes. We'll throw up a poll if you like the theme song or not. Great idea, Haley. If you like being followed where you lead.
0: Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, including beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, and more.
1: And as you all know, I love shopping through the Rakuten app. Every time I shop online, I always start there to see what the cashback deals are. It's incredibly user-friendly, membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. The best part is you can maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals because the app lets you know what the store sales and
0: coupons are at your favorite places to shop. Speaking of favorite places to shop, I love shopping Anthropologie's post-holiday sale where they put their clearance on clearance. This year, not only did I get savings on top of savings, but I also got cash back by shopping their sale through Rakuten. Cashback rates are changing daily, so make sure that you check their site or your app to snag the best deals.
1: Start all of your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app like me to start your saving today. Your cashback really adds up. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But
0: they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do,
1: I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my desk recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them.
0: Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women, handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to
1: start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots but all sorts of head-to-toe western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you outfitted.
0: new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas Only at tacovas.com That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Haley. I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love Speaking of hot takes on hot plates, speaking of hot plates, our next caller had a hot take about Luke and Lorelai. Excellent, Tara. Excellent. Thank you
4: so much. Hi, besties. It's Laura. Uh, My unpopular opinion about this show is that I don't think Luke and Lorelai should have ended up together. He changed so much throughout the show. And as I watch with you guys on Patreon, I love this version of Luke so much In the earlier seasons, he's so perfect to her and watching him do all the things for her. I just can't. I die. He's just a very different version of Luke than what we started off as versus what he ends up being. You guys have talked about that quite a bit on here. I think they stuck a wrench in his character, and it's just so painful to watch sometimes. I know the will-they-won't-they storyline being tossed back and forth for the whole series would have also made me mad. So maybe nothing. Would have made me happy, but I do love them playing catch and mouse more than being together. I know the first part of season six centers around Rory and Lorelai not speaking, but I feel like early seasons Luke would have done more. He would have. I know he sacrificed uh, the, the Twickham house and renovated her house, but I think early seasons Luke would have tried every chance he got to do something for her. Just like the ice rink, which is mad at snow. Ugh, I cry every time. Okay, done with the ramble. Love you. Bye.
1: Spicy take. Hot take for hot plates. But I, um, 1,000% agree. I know you do, because we had an episode about this. (laughs) We did. But I just, hearing all the ways that Lorelai said of, that Luke shows up for Lorelai, especially that ice skating rink, like, Mm. like, are you joking? Come on. Like, There's so many things as we're moving through the early seasons that I had, like, forgotten about, like, how much he loves her and how much he puts himself aside to love her. Mm. Because I think I've, like, always kind of said, like, I didn't really like Luke and Lorelai together, but it's because I'm a later seasons girly. Mm. And so, like, going back and revisiting all of these, like, I'm seeing it. But, Mm. like, I honestly don't think that, like, Luke and Lorelai, once they got together... That they would have stayed together. Mm. I can't remember who was talking about this on TikTok about how, like, once Luke and Lorelai got together, they probably wouldn't have stayed together. Because mm. I totally agree that the cat and mouse of Luke and Lorelai wanting to be together was infinitely better than Luke and Lorelai being together. It always is, though. It always is, but I think especially in a show like this, where it's a family drama, mm. and it's not really, like, there's no really good romance in this show, which, hot take, The show doesn't have any. Like, they, we have, like, Emily and Richard, but, like, you know, mm. we have Dave Rogowski, but then it's, you know, I'm not finishing any of those. I'm letting you, <laughs> I'm letting everyone fill in the blank there. <laughs> um, but... You know, like once we get there and they're together, it's nothing but drama. Mm. And it was like the good, juicy, wonderful parts was them wanting to be together. But then there was nothing when they were together that made me feel like, oh, yeah, these people were made for each other.
0: Yeah, I, I fully, fully get that. Do you think it would have been better if the series had just ended with them getting together? That we watched, you know, six or maybe seven seasons of them Yes, playing cat and mouse, but also being really good friends. Oh,
1: yeah. And just,
0: like, that last moment of I just like seeing you happy and the kiss and that kind of being the moment.
1: I just like seeing you happy, like, murder me. Yeah, I know. what?
0: I know. God.
1: But do you think that would have been better? Yeah. I mean, I think that the thing is, is, though, is, like there's there's that fine line of like realism versus like where we want to see these characters end up, like that like happy ending we want to see play out and not that there's not a happy ending in the revival it just feels like it feels too realistic too realistic to the point that it's unrealistic like you guys haven't talked about getting married you guys haven't talked about kids like it's been 10 years what have you guys been talking about when you go to dinner like you guys talk about pickleball like (laughs) what is it that's that's going on in your life yeah so I think that's the thing is like when we got to the revival I was like come on are you serious Mm. like why is this not that like you guys are about to break up because you've been married for the last 10 years and you have a kid like why is your conflict still
0: the same old same old yeah like yeah it's almost like boring at this
1: point like just don't be together then
0: well I think that what Laura was speaking to also was you know the season six drama And I think a lot of people really, really dislike that storyline. And a lot of that is attributed to April Nardini. And arguably, I'm not a huge fan of that storyline either. But it almost, and I think mostly because it felt like they just brought it in there to shake things up between Luke and Lorelai. Because they always had to. Yeah.
1: Because I liked we were getting this new version of Luke, this new obstacle that he was having to Mm. face. Mm -hmm. But it's like he really did forget about Lorelai and all that because it's in the the conversation that they're having in partings when it's like the you need to figure out how April's going to fit into our lives, not the other way around. Which is like, I am your life. I'm in your life already. Like, Mm. stop trying to push me out because you have this new thing. Yeah. Like I could could
0: talk about that forever. Do you like Luke and Lorelai? together I do um but I liked them better in the early seasons when they get together you know but that's always more interesting like yeah it's classic storytelling but it's also kind of classically where we land as human beings in our relationships you know the cat and mouse can feel really really exciting when you're in the midst of it it can also be really heartbreaking yeah but like when you settle into a relationship even though it's filled with love and mutual respect it can be boring and subsequently, it can be boring to watch. And so people are like, mm, I don't know if I love this. It's how uh, people kind of felt about Jim and Pam on The Office. We loved watching them get together. And then once they were together, you know, it was nice, but there wasn't any conflict there. They had like, you know, the normal run of the mill conflict yeah. of two people who are married. And then they had to like throw some conflict in there at the 11th hour before they ended the series because it was like, this is too perfect. They're too happy. People didn't like that either. You can't win. <laughs> you yeah. can't win when it comes but, to this kind but of I, stuff.
1: But I think that this one specifically in season six, the one that Laura, Laura I was supposed to say, call her Lorelai. The oh. one that Laura mentioned is that it's because we lose that like loop. Who he has always been to Lorelai. It feels like they lose their friendship because he now has a daughter in his life. Of course. Which is, like, so disconnected that he can't have, like, anything else going on in his life. Yeah. That, like, isn't that what you would want at this point? Like, you've already won the girl, if you can say that. Mm. It feels weird to say that, but that's kind of the sentiment. that she's in your life now and like you have this person this partner that you can lean on and depend on mm. who can help you through this and like that's the whole point of marriage is like this partnership mm. and so like you're gonna let a 12 how old is she 13, 12, 13 12. year old girl be the wedge between your partnership which she could help you there yeah i think that's what a lot of people don't like about
0: him totally agree well on that note we have a listener who called in with her opinion on april nardini so let's hear from our bestie lucy
4: Hi, this
3: is Lucy. I um, just wanted to call in with my unpopular opinion that I'm sure everyone will hate, so I'm so sorry, but here's what I think. I really don't mind the character of April Nardini. I think she was actually very good for Luke's character development, and it was really sweet to watch him develop into a father figure. Even though he was like a father to Rory, I just think the introduction of April gave him more depth, um, and it was just really nice to watch him be you know, obviously overly protective like a father is, um, and I just loved it. I love the episodes that she's in it. Obviously, the way he handled it with Lorelai was just awful and wrong, and it caused a huge rift, and I think that's why everyone hates April, but really, it wasn't her fault. That's all I have. Curious what you guys think. Totally okay if you don't agree with me, but I love listening to you guys. Keep doing what you're doing.
0: Bye! Okay. I mean, Lucy, I get where <laughs> she's coming from. I get where Lucy is coming from. Thank you for calling in, Lucy. I think that I feel similarly in that it's like people tend to blame April for people a lot of what blame a child. Luke That's why. did. And yeah. it, the reality is it was Luke's choice. April did next to nothing except to make herself known to her own father. She exists. Yeah, yeah, she just exists, Which wasn't her fault either. No, definitely <laughs> not. Here's the thing. It's less about April. It's more about what surrounds April. I did Anna. not like the, the character of Anna Nardini. I thought it would have been significantly more interesting if Rachel showed up and had a kid or if Rachel's kid showed up and was like, hey, um, I'm your child. It would have contributed to the story
1: that we know rather than
0: creating a like an element to the story that we're finding
1: out about. Exactly. Which is like, it's hard when you get to season six and you're like, okay, well, these characters are kind of happy. One of them's kind of sad. The other one's just kind of owning a diner. Let's see what we can do for him. Yeah. But we've seen this already. We saw, like, Luke's character need more depth so we bring in a teenager that he then has to raise. Mm-hmm. Like, that's exactly why Jess came in. And he added a lot to Luke's character. Absolutely. I think that without Jess, Luke's character would be half of what it is.
0: Arguably, the best thing they could have done for Luke's yeah. character was bring in Jess. We didn't need to see it again. So I yeah. understand where Lucy's coming from. But it almost feels like you said, like history repeating itself.
1: Yeah. I will say I don't like the character of April. I know that, like, a lot of people liked seeing... Luke with this sort of person but like the way that we've referred to her in the past is she feels like science Rory her and like Anna like Anna and April feel like Costco brand yeah Kirkland signature Kirkland signature Lorelai and Rory mm-hmm. that like it's like it just feels like kind of off from what we're used to yeah. that like there could have been some some other way to bring in this character that I don't know. That might have felt less like what we've already seen him do, and actually make him like force him to change a part of himself Mm -hmm. to fit this person into their life. Like I said, like maybe she likes theater. Maybe she's really social. Because it's like these are things that we already saw. Like we saw a very studious girl. We saw like a boy who loved to read. Mm -hmm. Like someone who's basically like quote unquote raising themselves. And he doesn't have. It doesn't require a lot from him. So I think it was a good effort on their part to create a new depth to his character but I know sparkly heart I don't like April
0: I agree with what she was saying though yeah for sure and I think that April in a sense is such an extension of Anna and we all loathe the character of Anna Nardini yeah but what I will say is that what she did not bring into the equation was like, the added layer of Luke still having feelings for Anna. Like, there was no romantic interest there whatsoever. And I actually like that they did that. I think if Rachel had come into the picture, there would have been a little bit of conflict there where it's like, oh, I genuinely thought you were my person. We never really get that from Anna. We're very separated from it because we didn't witness any of their relationship. Yeah. So with Rachel, it would have been the conflict of not only... This is your daughter. Here's this boring girl bag. <laughs> but also, like, there's a lot of history here between the two of us that Lorelai is privy to because she watched it and happen. we've seen, too. Yes, exactly. So I yeah. do think it would have made for a more interesting storyline. But as much as I don't like Anna, I kind of liked that that element wasn't thrown in there. It was solely about his relationship with his daughter. But it would have been one step too messy. Yeah, I just think that it, uh, it served the purpose of... Causing a rift, like you said, a wedge between Lorelai and Luke. But was it the right wedge?
1: Yeah, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the answer to that would have been. Mm. I like to think that they're more creative than what they gave us. Yeah. Does that mean to say?
0: No. That might be a hot take. This is hot takes on hot plates. <laughs> that's a, that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we're so glad that you called in, Lucy, and all of our all of our listeners. I know. This was a Spicy. nice serving of. Hot takes on hot plates.
1: I know, and we have a lot more, so we are going to do hot takes again next week because we have so many. We have so many. Spice level, hot.
0: (laughs) Well, until next time.
1: Until next time. If you have more for us to consider, unpopular opinions, spicy takes, things you think we're forgetting, or you just want to say hi, give our voicemail a call at 860-578-4653. That's 860-578-4653.